When you look at how Wi-Fi has been evolving over the years, and like you said, it's evolving very quickly, right? We've jumped from Wi-Fi 5, 6, 6E, now we're talking about 7. The more that Wi-Fi evolves, I would say the more reliable it becomes as a, a technology and a solution and more use cases that it can support. Wi-Fi is supporting more enterprise use cases than ever before, and innovations in Wi-Fi network design are enabling that. We'll be learning about that today on The Signal. All right. Hello, this is Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is The Signal, our podcast where we give you the inside track on Wi-Fi. These are meant to be smart conversations with industry leaders. We want to deliver a new perspective on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. Now, in this episode, we are delighted to welcome two guests from IBWave to talk about developments in enterprise wireless networks. We have Kelly Burrows. She is the Solutions Director for Enterprise. And we have Tony Singh, Sales Engineer. Kelly, Tony, welcome to The Signal. Thanks, Martha. Great to be here. Hey, thank you, Martha. Great to be here. Yeah, we're glad that everybody could coordinate schedules and join us today. Now, I think IB Wave is a familiar name for a lot of network engineers, but it's not a consumer-facing company, so there may be some listeners who are not familiar with your company. So, Kelly, can you start us off with a quick overview of IB Wave? Sure, absolutely. Happy to. So, IB Wave, actually, we're in our 20th year, about to have our 20th birthday uh, towards the end of the year. So, we've been around in the wireless space, I would say, for for many years now, we started out as a indoor cellular network design software only, really catering more when our cell phones came out and we needed connectivity inside a building. And it was largely the operators who were designing those networks. And this is how Ivy Wave kind of got their start. From then, of course, we've evolved many times over, I would say, expanding our portfolio to not only just do cellular, but to tackle more of the enterprise technologies like private networks like Wi-Fi. We've also expanded to offer survey tools instead of just design tools. We're covering more campus networks now, so we have a solution that you can design your outdoor and your indoor. So we've really, well, we started with cellular indoor. We've evolved along with the needs of the market to have the portfolio we do today. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's probably fair to say that Wi-Fi is the premier enterprise connectivity technology when it comes to wireless. So, yeah, let's hear a little bit from you about how the evolutions that are going on in Wi-Fi now are impacting your business. We've seen 6, 6E, and now 7 all following fast on the heels of one another. So what are the feature sets in here that are most salient for you all, and how is it impacting your business? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, Wi-Fi certainly is, you know, enterprise is very Wi-Fi-centric. It's always been the go-to technology. So. When you look at how Wi-Fi has been evolving over the years, and like you said, it's evolving very quickly, right? We've jumped from Wi-Fi 5, 6, 6E, now we're talking about 7. And the more that Wi-Fi evolves, I would say the more reliable it becomes as a, a technology and a solution and more use cases that it can support. And so that's become interesting from a design perspective because what it's actually doing is when you have Wi-Fi and you have Wi-Fi 6E and 7 in particular coming out, but now you have private networks, it's what do I use and where? That's becoming the question. 
because Wi-Fi has its advantages and certainly those advantages are growing in terms of latency, reliability, and then you have private networks which have their advantages. So it's really that how do you balance where to put Wi-Fi versus these newer technologies to support uh, the overall vision. So. I don't know, Tony, if you have more to add around that from a design perspective. Yeah, so till previously we have 2.45 gigahertz. Again, the demand of the market has increased, so they want bigger bandwidth. So we have six, mm -hmm. now we have 60, now we have 1200 megahertz of spectrum for that. But because the more spectrum you have, the more reliability you need. You see the shift from Wi-Fi using OFDM, which is like a cellular technology. They started using that. In future, like Wi-Fi 7, they talk about multi-link operations. So Rather than just using one band, they want to use all the bands at the same time. So that's pretty interesting up there. We call in cellular world called carry aggregation. So that's what you guys are doing, aggregating different different channels. So as a design side of it, very excited about it because you can do multiple different things. And I, a lot of things which we might be aware we can do that in carry aggregation. Now we see that application cellular side of it. So it's very interesting to see that all the new application and new way to designing it. Excellent. So, Kelly, you talked a minute ago about what do you use for what. Can you get a little bit more specific about some of those decision points? Sure. I mean, if you look at maybe today, even though we're tradition, but traditionally when you're designing a network, it might be, oh, I'm going to install a Wi-Fi 6 network and that should be good for the next four or five years until I need to upgrade. These days, what you have is a lot of different use cases and a lot of different technologies to use within your building. So it's not a just I'm going to install Wi-Fi and it's one and done. It's more like one and what's the next one that I need to support. So you might have where you generally lay in your Wi-Fi 6 network, but you might have really specific uh, use cases within your building where it might be better to layer in your private LTE. And then let's say it's a smart building and you want to go outside and you want to layer in 5G into the parking lots or to support more of your outdoor environment or if you're you know an industrial campus of some sort you really want to be able to maximize your ROI mm -hmm. for the different technologies that you're using so I think it's quite interesting because it's really turning technology more into like a roadmap right before it was kind of a static decision I'm going to design this I'm going to implement it and then we should be good with maybe some upgrades here and there right here it's I'm going to put in my wi-fi I've got a monitor my data, I've got to monitor how my end users are using it and then leverage that data to decide maybe where I want to put private LTE to better support my use cases or where I want to use private 5G because you have a lot more technologies at your disposal as an enterprise. So it's almost like a roadmap. Software has a roadmap and it, it feels like wireless is moving towards that as well. Sure, sure. Anything to add here, Tony? Yeah. So. Till recently, when we talk about cellular, we said, hey, it's an outdoor application. We talk about Wi-Fi as an indoor application. And one of the things we talked about, Wi-Fi had bigger spectrum, bigger throughput. But what you're seeing in the technology world is like, we have machine learning. You have automatic robots working up there. We know that in Wi-Fi, the challenge we have a lot of time is latency. We want a bigger throughput of the data collected, but at the same time, we want to cover the latency. So 5G, private 5G complement Wi-Fi very well. So there's application like in mining, we did a couple of customers up there. They did mining application. They have robotic driverless vehicles up there. And we have IoT application where they have to capture a lot of the data in real time. So I think there are a lot of good applications where Wi-Fi works perfectly. Like for example, NFL stadium, just Super Bowl, there's like terabytes of, I don't know how many millions of terabytes of data out there, but you want to make a call, you use cell phone. But if you want to make it on a private 5G or 5G network, but if you want to share the data, you use the Wi-Fi. So it's the need basis. I think both are a good complement of each other. 
And it's great to see what's future will bring it up. Yeah, so that's interesting because in a situation like a stadium, a user wouldn't really pay attention to the fact that they were switching back and forth between the Wi-Fi and the cellular network. But what about on a campus? Are there handoffs or does a user know or are there different devices on different networks? It's moved back and forth up there. For example, AT&T and the, uh, we talked about the stadium. You don't see that transition. It automatically happened for it. It's like, hey, at a certain point, just jump to the Wi-Fi network. If you're doing big files, jump to the Wi-Fi and then come back to up there. So it's a nice seamless transaction happening. Previously in 2.45 gigahertz, it was not that smooth. The Wi-Fi 6 is getting more smoother up there. So you don't, user doesn't see that transition. It's just automatically happening for them. Sure. What are you looking forward to the most for Wi-Fi 7? Oh, for me, it's the, the multi-link operations. I'm an engineer by nature, a geek. I think every spectrum is like uh, valuable, so you should use as much as possible. So in this, till recently, either use 2.4 or 5 gigahertz. So by the multi-link operation using all the spectrum, you can talk back and forth at the same time. It's really exciting, and I, I love to see that because then you can use different different application, different different throughput. So that's what I'm looking for, Wi-Fi 7. And again, bigger bandwidth. I'm a guy who, I have my one GB router. I play a game. I want bigger bandwidth. When I go to a different room in my house, I cannot get the same throughput and stuff like that. So my application lags. Uh, my wife say, I, in the game, I born and die again and the recast up there. So it doesn't help me. So I want to be alive for the game and be good at it. So the bigger bandwidth, hoping bigger throughput. So I don't have a latency up there. So. Yeah, so bigger throughput is like 320 megahertz compared to 160 megahertz on Wi-Fi 6, multi-link operation. So that's pretty exciting to me. Okay, great. And what about your customers? Are they equally excited or do they not really know about Wi-Fi 7 yet? I think people know about Wi-Fi 7 because the people want bigger throughput. They may not know about Wi-Fi 7, but they need the bigger throughput. They need to yeah. get more bandwidth up there. So directly and indirectly, people want things up there. As a provider, as a customer, you want to provide best solution to your customers. So Wi-Fi 6 have some challenges, so Wi-Fi 7 overcome that, right? So even people don't know, but there's demand keep increasing. And I'm, I think it's great that technology is catching up to it. Kelly, what about you? Anything to add here? I think people are excited about what they've seen it potentially be able to do. To Tony's point, more bandwidth, you know, it's going to be more secure. But a, a lot of customers are still, I think, talking Wi-Fi 6E from a practical implementation perspective. Right. But excited excited in general about how quickly Wi-Fi is evolving and the improvements it's bringing to the market is what I would say. And, and Wi-Fi 6E is giving them a lot of new capabilities that they didn't have before, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, it was a real transition, right, from the previous generations of Wi-Fi. So I think in and of itself, they're just very excited to now have 6E and Wi-Fi 7 might be a cherry on top at some point in the future. But it's not, I don't think, going to be such the big shift that maybe 6E has been. Yeah. So let's focus a little bit on IoT applications. Is that a big part of what you design for, or a lot of your customers focus specifically on connectivity for IoT? We're seeing it in certain verticals, for sure. Mining, for example, they use IoT a lot to monitor their equipment for security purposes. In the manufacturing space, certainly, you're a lot about industrial IoT. So I'd say those are certainly two of the verticals that stand out for me when it comes to IoT, for sure. And is Wi-Fi a good solution in those verticals? Again, I think it goes back to what's the use case and what's the risk and what's the better technology. So it really goes back to that, what's the best technology to use where? I gave a couple examples of where private LTE was better, but certainly there's examples of where Wi-Fi 6 
would enable the IoT uh, networks as well and support fine. Yeah, and I think we're hearing more and more about Wi-Fi 6 in the manufacturing sector, right? Makes sense, yep. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, so again, both can be used based on the application, right? How much capacity you need, what geographical area you need. For example, if you use outdoor, uh, a lot of farmers are using IoT application, then private network makes sense. Like a lot of time, Wi-Fi not, but if you look at indoor application in the mining, you have outdoor side of it. We have indoor side of application. Then same thing, Wi-Fi work great for that. So again, it all do come down to application side of it. Okay. Are there any verticals coming up that, that you're seeing a little bit more interest in? Healthcare, we're seeing, we're hearing a lot about that from some of our other guests, or we're hearing a lot also about some of the public sector use cases. Are you seeing anything in other of those sectors? So in the public sector, a lot of time people talk about digital divide up there. So they're talking about that part of application. So we see a lot of customers using private 5G for that. We're also seeing a lot of this provider, rural broadband coverage area, in the U.S. is going on, so a lot of his providers are looking into it. Private 5G or Wi-Fi coverage to the home, like fixed wireless applications. One of the products of COVID is they brought it up that hey, people need coverage in their house. Whether it's Wi-Fi or private network, whatever application, they, they need the coverage. And they need a certain throughput, not just like one Mbps, because you cannot see my wife uh, have health issues. So now she see her doctor teledoc. She checks up their application in there. There'll be a time comes up that people don't have to go to a thing. They can take blood pressure. They can see the information up there. So for that, you need a reliable internet, whether it's Wi-Fi or private 5G. When you share a lot of patient data, you just want a good, reliable Wi-Fi with bigger throughput, bigger spectrum, so you can transfer bigger throughput data to it. Yeah, for me, uh, the one vertical I'm seeing is education. Oh, yeah. So large educational campuses in particular, well, they'll use a real mix of technologies. So they'll use like a Wi-Fi 6 to support all of their indoor connectivity needs and then extend that to the outdoor with like a private network that will support the outdoor campus. So students have that connectivity from building to building and even beyond. There's one customer deploying a private network to help support some of the the housing around the campus as well to give them connectivity where they don't have access to Wi-Fi. So it's interesting. Yeah, we had a great podcast with the University of Michigan where they talked about their Wi-Fi network and the number of devices that the typical student brings to campus now is kind (laughs) of mind-blowing. Double digits, okay? Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one I'm hearing a lot about in terms of Wi-Fi 6 and... Yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. We really appreciate y'all making the time to be here. Kelly Burroughs, Solutions Director for Enterprise at IBWave, and Tony Singh, Sales Engineer. Thank you both so much for being here on The Signal. Yeah. Thank you, Martha. Great to be here. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Martha, for having us here. Thank you very much. And that is our show. Don't forget to check the show notes for more resources. And don't forget to follow The Signal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. For all things Wi-Fi, check out Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance. Thanks for listening, and please join us next time on The Signal.